We're up to Sim and Resh Mem Dalid Sif Vav. And Sif Vav, we're going to see, is really the exception to the rule. Until this point, we've been discussing three basic Isurim. One, Amir La'akum, telling a non-Jew to do Malacha for us on Shabbos. Two is Schar Shabbos, making money from Shabbos itself. And three is Marasayin, that even if I'm doing everything in the right way, if it looks like I'm telling the Jew, the non-Jew, to do Malacha for me, that would be an issue of Marasayin. Now we're going to see Sivav, which is going to be a major heter. Yehudi hakone mechas umazkir lo eni Yehudi lekabel mechas b'Shabbos. If a Jew purchases the right to collect taxes, and then he hires a non-Jew to go around collecting the taxes on Shabbos, mutter, that would be permissible. Imhu bekibolus as long as he's hiring the non-Jew as a kabbalan. Dahainu she'omer lo, which would mean that he says to him, kishetigbe meya dinarim. Whenever you collect a hundred dinarim, I'll give you five. So I'm not hiring him for the day, but rather I'm hiring him for the job. In general, what does it mean that the Jew purchases the tax? Right, to get a little bit of a background, sometimes the government would impose a tax, if it's 10%, 15%, but they wouldn't actually collect it themselves, what they would do is they'd be mishire, they would assess about how much money the tax should bring in, and then they would allow a private company or a private person to, to buy it. Right? So if they would estimate, based on this particular tax, over the year, we're going to bring in $15 million. However, they know it's a hassle to go home to home or store to store and collect the tax. They would allow a private company to pay them $10 million, and then uh, any money collected by the private company would go straight to them. That's what it means, Yehudia Konem Meches. So a Jew purchases the right to collect taxes, and then he hires a non-Jewish worker, or many non-Jewish workers, to collect those taxes on Shabbos, and it's mutter as long as you have a kablonis deal. Now we'll have to see why this is officially okay. When you think about it, there should be the problem of schar Shabbos, because the non-Jew is collecting the taxes, and that's going straight to the Jewish owner, so he's making money from Shabbos. And there should also be an issue of Marasayan. So even though he's a Kabbalan, and there might not be a real Amir Lakum, but people know he's working for me, and they'll assume he's a Schir Yom. So we'll see in the Mishnah Rura, why is there no problem of Schar Shabbos, and why is there no problem of Marasayan? Comes along the Ramah, and he says, V'chein yuchal lahaskir hameches, there's a different method, which would be even more l'chadchilo. You could tell the non-Jew, for every Shabbos, it's true that I bought this right from the government, but you know what? I want you to buy the right from me, and therefore you go around every Shabbos, and you could collect taxes for yourself, and uh, you just pay me. You're, you're paying to get the right that I have. And the non-Jew would go around, he would collect the money for himself. Says the Ramah, Ah, how about Marasayin? We're not concerned that people are going to think he's doing it for the Jew. Because in a situation of loss, like this, Chazal were not machmir. So the Ramah is giving an alternative Eitzah, that I'm not hiring the, the non-Jew as a kablon to collect the money for me, but rather 
I'm allowing him to buy the right from me, and he goes and collects it for himself. The Ramah continues, If you have a Jew who is appointed to mint the coins of the king, it would be the same halacha as one who has the rights for the taxes. Namely, he could have non-Jews do the malacha for him and continue minting the coins as long as they're kablanim. And even though, as they're making the coins, there's hashmas kol, and there's a lot of noise, it would still be mutter, ayin lekamansim and reishnin base. And concludes the Ramah, However, in these two situations, either having non-Jews collect the meches or mint the coins, the Jewish owner should not be sitting right there where the malacha is taking place. Let's take a look here at Sivkat and Lamed Aleph. Umaz lo Yehudi. This is the expression used in the Mechaber, which literally means the Jew who purchases the tax rents it to a non-Jew, but that's not really what the Mechaber is talking about. Rather, the Mechaber is talking about a case where you're socher, you're hiring the non-Jew as a kablon to collect the taxes for you. Lamed base. Imhu bikibolis, if he's a kablon, da'oz shari midina, then officially that's mutter kamo ba'oros la'abdan b'reish sem and reish base, just like bringing the hides to the tanner. You're allowed to bring them before Shabbos as long as you're paying him for the job. This is the classic heter of Kibolis, that the non-Jew, if he chooses to do the Malacha on Shabbos, he's doing so for his own convenience. But even though we'll see in Reishan and Beis that even if someone's a Kabbalan, you still can't tell him to do the Malacha on Shabbos. And in our case, this is a milsa b'farhesia. Everyone knows that Mr. Schwartz has bought the rights to collect taxes, and therefore, it should be the same thing as the non-Jew doing malacha in the home of a Jew, where there's a marasai in the Asr Shom. The Mikol Makom says the Mishnah Bura, quoting here from the Beis Yosef, Nevertheless, hitiru bezem mishum pseida, chazal were mekel in this case because of hafsid, de adam bahul al because a person is frantic when it comes to his money. Vilo shorisle, osiligbos ba'atmo, and if we would not allow him to have non Jewish kablonim collect the meches for him, he might do it himself. And he might come to transgressing in He might write down information like tax collectors do. So the Beis Yosef is saying, even though in this case, it seems to be that you're being koveya malachto, that you're having him do it for you, you don't want to lose that day. And it's a milsa de b'farhesia, everyone knows he's working for you, and there is a real Maris Ayin issue. Nonetheless, Chazal or Mekel, because Adam Bahul Amamono, and if they didn't allow him to have the non Jews go around, he might do it himself and be over the Isid Diraisa of writing on Shabbos. So that's the leniency in this case. Lefiza says the Mishnah Buramash, it seems from the Beis Yosef that there, if there's a type of tax where there is no writing, 
there is a particular form of taxation where they would take items of food, then according to the base Yosef, that would be Asr, even through using a non-Jew, because that particular logic of if we would not allow him to have a non-Jew do it, that he might do it himself and be over the Isidir So There is no Isidir here, there's no Cheshash. However, the Taz, the Magan of Ram say, even in this type of situation where the tax is only uh, collecting food items, so even if the Jew would do it himself, there's no cheshash of an Issa Deraisa, it would still be mutter to have the non-Jew do it as your kablon, mishum peseda. Mihu, however, ba'atzmo asu lekabel, afemeche However, the Jew himself cannot collect even food items. Even if it was clear that the food did not come outside the tchum and there's no concern of being trapped or detached on Shabbos, it would still be Yasser Mishu Mimtso That's the Isra pursuing your mundane activities. Like we'll see more about in Simon Shinvav, where the Machaber develops that theme of Mimtso so it comes out according to the Taz and the Magan of Ram, and they're more lenient than the Beis Yosef, and they would say even if there's no concern that the Jew might do an Isser Deraisa, he would still be allowed to have a non-Jew collect the taxes as a Kablan. However, they have different reasons. The Sharat Tzir and Sifkat Lamed Beis says the reason for the Taz is that a Bidurabanin were Mekel, uh, when it's a case of Hafsid, because we still don't want the Jew to do it himself, and be in violation of a more severe Isser of Mimsu Chavtzacha. That's why Remekel in allowing him to have the non-Jew do it for him. The Magan of Ram is basing this more on the logic of Shvus to Shvus B'makom Hafsid. We'll see in uh, Simon Shin Zayin Sifhei that to have a non-Jew do a Malacha Durabanin, that's a double Durabanin, it's a Shvus to Shvus, which normally is Aser, but B'makom Hafsid, there's room to be Mekel, and that seems to be the basic logic of the Magan of Ram. Uh, the Mishnah Bura continues. Yehudi shesacher bishul hamelech min hasar. If a Jew buys the processing of the salt from the government, mutter lahaskilo polim bikibolis, he could hire workers as kablanim. Shimyasa lo kach vekach melach, yiten lo kach vekach. The way you would do that is arrange it in a similar system. If you make this much salt, then you'll get this much money. I'm paying you for the job. I'm not paying you by the hour. Even though the the instruments that are being used belong to the Yisrael, it would still be mutter as long as they don't take out the kalim from the house of the Jew on Shabbos. The only time we allow Kablanas on Shabbos is if everything is taken out of the Jewish home before Shabbos to avoid al Marasayim. However, there's no heter whatsoever to hire out the non Jew for the week or for the month. Because since you're gaining from the, the non-Jews malacha, the only heter here is to create a form of kablanis by paying him for the job and not paying him for the time. Sivkot in Lamed Gimel. Etin l'chag kach v'kach. 
He's not mentioning the day of Shabbos at all. He's just saying, in general, if you collect this much money from the taxes, then I'll give you uh, $10,000. And that's why he's not considered a Shabbos less And there's no Shabbos Shabbos here. Shabbos here. Shikavar Sachar Mehasar Hameches Shel Kol Hashana Im Hashabasos Bichlal. So he's saying, why is there no Schar Shabbos? Why is it not considered that the Jew is making money from Shabbos? So the Prima Gadam answer is because the Jew already bought the whole year worth of taxes from the government. So it's not considered he's making money on Shabbos. Sivkat and Lama Dalit. Then Yehuda Yikach. So the Ramah gave another option, which seems to be more l'chadchilo. Instead of hiring the non-Jew as a kablon, you allow him to pay you money to get that right of taking the taxes, and he'll go around and take the money for himself. This would also be mutter midina. He's working for himself, he's collecting money that he'll keep. So by having the non-Jew rent out the business, clearly there's no amir la'akum. Whatever he's doing, he's doing it for himself. And regarding the problem of Marasayan, like we've seen before, but Mokum Hefzad were Mekel. It would be such a major loss, Chazal were Mekel with Marasayan. The question, though, was like this. How about Schar Shabbos? Right? We mentioned there are three basic Yisurim we've been working with, Amir La'akum, Marasayan, and Schar Shabbos. So in this case, why is there not a problem of Schar Shabbos? This should be the exact same situation as we had before in Reish Mem Gimel, when it uh, was coming to renting out a Merchatz or a Soda. We said, if the non-Jew is renting out your property for just the day of Shabbos, it's not Bahavlah, then that's a clear violation of Schar Shabbos. You're making money from Shabbos. So this is an issue that the Mogan of Ram and the Taz will grapple with. The Mishnah Buru is about to quote the Maskan of the Magan of Ram, and we'll see momentarily a different approach as well in the Bir Lacha. Because of a Magan of Ram, there's no violation of Schar Shabbos, even though you're only renting the business for Shabbos. Because we view it as if the non-Jew is buying the title, he's buying the rights for the taxes. It would be similar to a case where you know non-Jews are bringing merchandise to you on Shabbos. And therefore, you sell the, uh, the merchandise to non-Jews so they could accept it on Shabbos. The Pshita Dishari. That's for sure, Mutter. So that's what's happening over here as well. In contrast to a Merchat or a Sada, where I'm getting money because you're renting my field, you're renting my Merchat and my store, that's considered making money from Shabbos. In this case, I'm selling you the merchandise, so to speak. I'm selling you the Meches before Shabbos starts. V'chein Gabi Matbeya, and the same thing would be true when the Jew purchases the, the rights to mint the coins, you're selling or you're renting to the non-Jew the permission that you have from the king. And all of the prophets the non-Jew will take for himself. And therefore, there's no Amir Lakum, there's no problem of Schar Shabbos, 
And the only issue is, is Maris Ayin. Shiyomru Shu Yisrael. People will think he's doing it for you. He's a Shiryom. She Yisrael Scharu Lichto Bishabus Lakabalamachis. They're going to assume that you hired him to collect the taxes and write down the information. And this is what the Ramah is referring to when he said, we're not concerned when there's a big hefzit. But he mentions nothing about Tzachar Shabbos. So the Mishnah Bura quoted this one shot from the Mogan of Ram as to why there's no problem of Tzachar Shabbos. In the Bir Halacha, he quotes a different shot from the Mogan of Ram. But the Mogan of Ram suggests that maybe in contrast to renting out your mirchatz or your soda for the day, that's Aser because it's only Meniyas revach. If you were to close the store and uh, not get any profit from somebody renting it out, so it, it's a loss of potential gain, but it's not a real loss. In contrast to the case of Mechis, where if you don't collect the taxes that are really owed to you on Shabbos, then all of those taxes will be lost. So that's a real hefzid, and maybe b'makom hefzid like this, you're allowed to be mekel b'schar Shabbos. So the pshat of the Magan of Ram quoted in the Berilacha, he's suggesting maybe when it comes to a real hefzid, not just meniyas haravach, you can be mekel b'schar Shabbos. And the pshat of the Magan of Ram quoted in the Mishnah Bura, he seems to hold that really there's no heter to be mekel, it just happens to be in this situation, we don't view it as Char Shabbos because you're selling to him the uh, the rights to collect taxes. And then the Bir Lacha quotes the Taz. And the Taz is of the opinion that when it comes to Meches, Shehu Eisik Godol, Vechein Gabi Matbeya, Lo Asrinan Mishum Schar Shabbos. So in these two cases of acquiring the rights for taxes or acquiring the ability to mint coins, where it's a major undertaking, and we're talking about a lot of money here, they were makeup with Schar Shabbos, the Adam Bahul al Mamono, because he applies this Svara that a person is frantic over his money. And if we did not allow him to hire non Jews as Kablanim, then he might do it himself and transgress a more severe issue. So that's how the Mughan of Ram and the Taz address the problem of Schar Shabbos. Sifkat and Lamed Hey, Lo Chashishu. Da, the mashmri kola poskim de lo hitiru fil makam hefse gadol, ela beofen zesh et sira shulchan aruch. It's mashmri from all the poskim that the only heter is in this particular situation where you're making the non Jewish workers kablonim. Dehainu obikibolis, o shemaskilo as gufa revach, where you're either having them as kablonim or you're allowing them to rent the business from you. Because then he, he's doing the malacha for himself. But it sounds like even to hire someone and pay them for their time, that would be asr no matter what, because that's real amir la'akum. From this we could derive, Those people who own restaurants or bar, and they go and hire a non-Jew to take over the restaurant for Shabbos to sell the drinks. There is no heter for that whatsoever. Because even if you would say, if we have to close the store, have to close the restaurant on Shabbos, that would be a hefzegadol. 
and that's why we have to hire a non-Jew and allow him to work for us. Mikol makom halo lo hitir b'schiryom mamish. There was never a heter given for a schiryom. Vegam du laihu rak bechlal menias revach. And in general, that might not be considered hefsid, that might be considered menias revach, kemosh kosvach ronim le'inyin tanu merchatz, like we saw before from the Mogan of Ram. But we come out with this halacha, the only room for a heter is if they're kablanim, or they buy from you all of the things that are going to be sold on Shabbos. And therefore there is a problem of Maris Ayin. Regarding Maris Ayin, we're mekel because of Hefzid. And based on what I'm going to quote momentarily from the Taz, The Jewish owner is allowed to sit at a distance in order to make sure that the Kablon will not take anything, will not steal anything from the Asik. However, the Jewish owner has to be careful not to have any discussions regarding the business with him. Which is something that's very difficult to do. When it's your store and you have ideas and strategies, not to say anything is very difficult. But the world is mekel, and uh, the Jewish owner does sit there to watch over the business. And we should let them do it. Better they should continue b'shogeg rather than us tell them it's aser and they'll do it anyway b'mezid. And here is a klal gadol in all of these discussions. One who has bitachon on Hashem and doesn't search after kulos. Ashrav, he is praiseworthy. Sifkatin Lamidvav. Dino Kiddin. So he said, if one has the ability to mint the coins of the king, he has the same halacha as one who has bought the taxes. Therefore, you'd be allowed to give all of the silver to the En Yehudi Bikibolis. You could explain if you mint 10,000 coins, then I'll pay you. Uh, $400. Or you would be allowed to have the non-Jew rent from you the ability to mint coins, and he would take the profit for himself. And this is mutter mishum pseida, that even though there's a maris ayin, it's mutter because of hefsed. Lamed zayin, shalom yeshev Yisrael, that the Jew should not sit right next to the business, shehizkir lo, o shlucho, that he's renting to him, or that the person is working in his behalf. The cause of the Taz, and here's the Taz that was mentioned earlier. The problem with sitting next to the En Yehudi is that you'll get involved with business conversations and make calculations for the next day. This would be a violation of pursuing your mundane or secular activities. However, if the only reason you're sitting there is just to make sure he doesn't steal any of the money that was collected from the taxes, mutter, that's fine. 
And this would explain why uh, in the situation where a Jew purchases the, the mill from the government, he sits right there as the non-Jewish workers are doing their thing. Just be careful, don't speak about business. And this is the sheet of Adar Chornim as well. And we'll continue tomorrow with Simon Reish Mem Hay.